Welcome to Rutten Radio. Rutten Radio is a monthly podcast we bring you the first Wednesday of the month with the Rutten Brothers, Father Paul Rutten, pastor of Immaculate Conception Parish in Watertown, Father John Rutten, pastor of St. John Paul II Parish in Harrisburg, and Joe Rutten, professor and director of the Benedictine Institute for Leadership, Ethics, and Social Justice at Mount Marty College. Let's join them now for a little faith, family, and plenty of fun. Good morning, rock stars! You're listening to Rutten Radio here on Real Presence Radio in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I'm joined by my brothers, Father John Rutten and Father Paul Rutten. How are we doing, fellas? Doing great. You were looking at the wrong one. Doing great. <laughs> I was looking at the you wrong said Father one. John Rutten, and you're looking over at Paul. Oh, and then you had to turn. You were trying to trick us. You were trying to. Well, uh, brothers, Lamb Radio has molted. I don't know if you know what is the that word the right molted word? is, <laughs> but uh, I just found out the other day reading a children's book what molted means. It's what. It's like, uh, Butterflies? Yeah, exactly. Or it's like snakes. when you come out of your skin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. molted. I was yeah. thinking like lava. No. <laughs> well, mol- like, lava, I yeah. suppose it comes from the same concept in that like lava kind of Like how the kind lava molts. kind of molts. Ah, right? fascinating. <laughs> yeah. I can so see. anyway, Lamb Radio is molted, and it's now part of Real Presence Radio, uh, a family of uh, networks, and it joins this Catholic radio station cohort that covers a five-state region in the upper Midwest from Wyoming to Wisconsin. It's got the Dakotas and Minnesota in between of it. Uh, pretty crazy, huh? Yeah. Fun to be a part of. Just keep riding the train, they say. <laughs> if they say, if I always told the altar servers, if you don't know what's going on, just stay on the train. <laughs> <laughs> stay on the train. Well, we, we did decide to stay on the train. So, But at some point, you got a phone call that said, hey, uh, Lamb Radio's molten. Yep. Uh, and you don't we, have a show. I thought you learned that from the children's book the other day. I did. Oh, so they didn't say that. <laughs> no, they, they didn't said. literally say that. <laughs> We're literalists oh, here. Uh, so uh, we weren't really sure what was going to happen, but no. we can uh, kind of get to that after a little bit. But after some discussion, uh, here we are. We're kind of under a new format. And so let's first start with how people can communicate with us in the new format here. Uh, our show's being recorded on a, as a podcast, really, that will be aired on the first Wednesday of every month, like previously, uh, although it'll be only an hour instead of a two-hour show. <laughs> and good luck. Good luck. Yeah, if you can keep us to an hour. So we'll have management up in Fargo kind of <laughs> calling up and screaming at us, hey, can you guys... Cut that out. Stop talking. I don't, I don't, I don't think they're they going to scream, scream at us. They're just going to cut it off. Gonna, <laughs> say, uh, uh, the listeners are going to scream at us because they wanted to hear what, <laughs> what we were going to say. So here we're in an hour show, but it's going to be fantastic. We're excited. You'll be able to catch uh, all of our shows uh, at each month at the same time. The first Wednesday of the month for an hour uh, here in the morning. So you can also pick it up on your traditional radio stations, but it'll be a podcast that'll be carried that you can get on the Real Presence uh, Radio website, or you could just simply get the app on your iPhone if you have an uh, iDevice or a tech, uh, a smart device. Mm-hmm. Pick up the Real Presence Radio app, and on there you'll be able to grab the Rutten Radio podcast. And then you can listen to it uh, at any time of the month that it works for you, or listen to our old shows, but it'll be posted on the first Wednesday of each month. So with that, you can still use the traditional website or, or uh, uh, Facebook page 
to communicate with us. We still want to have that out there as a place where you can um, ask questions and make comments and follow what's going on with Rutten Radio and and other things. Um, We've even talked about maybe following it ourselves, but I'm sure Father John for sure will be on there. Uh, keeping track of what's going and communicating with people and <laughs> posting selfies, posting selfies. <laughs> certainly, uh, certainly selfies will be posted. I'm sure of it. So we're a part of this uh, umbrella network of Real Presence Radio, and so you can check out their Facebook page as well. Or Sioux Falls in the Aberdeen area, we have our own local page as well. So you can like the Sioux Falls Real Presence Radio page and the Umbrella page to follow the larger activities of the Catholic Radio Network. So we're excited to be a part of this. We're excited to continue the mission of Rutten Radio as we seek to... I don't know. What is our mission? <laughs> I was just going to say... What are we doing? Uh, uh, live life to the fullest. Live life the glory of God is man fully alive. There we go. The glory that's of mission. God said that is yeah. man fully yeah, alive. Yeah, that's a little... I just kind of overheard it once. Well, I think that that, uh, that's a great place to kind of jump off. Any final thoughts about the transition that you think is important to communicate to the audience, to our listeners? I think it's important to say yes to what is given. And it appears like this is what God has given us. So I think the podcast is awesome. That's going to be helpful. And um, we're just going to have to pay attention <laughs> to the time, <laughs> yeah, to the time, and now, and now, actually, we're just going to get all of the same amount of stuff that we did in two hours. All of you wonderful listeners are now going to get it in an hour, but we're just going to have to pay attention to each it other. It means we have to talk faster. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. cut out no, the nonsense. <laughs> and most of that. <laughs> hey, why were you both looking at me? <laughs> I didn't say it. No, nope. you didn't have uh, to. Well, definitely a big thanks to uh, those that have brought Catholic radio in this area to the point where it's at in order to have this transition. And to thanks to Steve and Brandon with Real Presence Radio and the Lamb Catholic Radio team as we make the transition. We're happy to be a part of it, and we want to continue to help radio the Catholic mission uh, succeed. So yeah. with that, yeah, here I think, we go. Uh, I think to, to definitely give a props out, uh, to Kevin and Margie Colhane, because really oh, without yeah. Kevin, you know, he's the one that saw this done in Yankton was like, d- you know, it was after us, you know. Yep. <laughs> so they've put a lot of their heart and soul into Lamb Catholic Radio, and we definitely wouldn't be sitting here today without them. So grateful for them and grateful for the way in which God is guiding us now through uh, the Real Presence Radio. So. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Well, what we'll have here is our traditional format is kind of two half-hour segments. They'll be actually 27 minutes, we've been informed, so we will not go over 27 minutes. Hey, but the timer's back. The timer, oh, yeah, the timer is back. This whole thing started with, with the, the timer. timer. That it did. Oh. It's Sacred Heart Parish in Yankton. Remember that night? And we had everybody there, and we had the timer. Right. It, it's, back. it's back. Well, the timer's back, but we don't have a dinger. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's why we're looking at you. <laughs> well, our 10 minutes is up here, brothers. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. The first 10 minutes is over. Introductions are finished. We'll now move on to the second part of our radio program. <laughs> the rebels. So, <laughs> the rebuttal. <laughs> Clarification. What we'll uh, take a look at doing, though, is having kind of a, a smaller segment in the first half hour that will be a part of uh, the Rutten Radio package. And then the second half hour have a kind of a, a more substantive topic of conversation that we'll dig into a little bit more with a little bit of meat on it. And so we have two for this morning. It's 
uh, kind of an interesting time in Rutten Radio history as we've made the 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 national circuit, if you will, like oh, yeah. the, the words out. That rotten radio oh. is a thing. Oh. And it actually is. John's over like, we are. No, I just what? called it a thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, we thought it was something, but we didn't actually really think anybody other than our family was listening. Right. That it was our mother that was on there commenting all the time. But well, we, no, we uh, knew our Arizona cousins were. Yeah. So what, what we have is uh, this one billion stories. I don't know, Father Paul, maybe you can tell us a little bit about it, or Father John, you can kick it off. But we had somebody come through, kind of document us, and then put it out there on the web. Yeah, actually, it was it was kind of interesting about, gosh, five years ago, six years ago now, uh, I was down in Florida for a focus conference, uh, and there was this little booth, and it was the One Billion Story booth, and you could go in there, and you could just tell your story, and the, the premise behind it is this idea, you know, there's over a billion Catholics, uh, and so the reality is each of us has a story to tell, and their goal is is to try to get as many stories as they can out there so that the use of social media, the ease with which people can watch little short videos on people. Uh, and I wasn't sure about it. So I walked by and I'm like, I just can't. I mean, I'm like, I'm not going to go tell my story. I'm like, that'd be kind of weird. Uh, so then when they showed up here, I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys, I almost did my story six years ago with them, mm-hmm. which would have been really kind of an interesting thing to have seen my first story and then come back around yeah. for the second. Uh, but it was, uh, what I found most fascinating was the fact that they sort of wove the story together for us. Mm. You know, uh, it's not too often that I see production done uh, or to be a part of it where we each told our story and then they uh, wove it together in a way uh, that, it made sense. I was, I'll be honest with you. When they left, I kind of thought to myself, what are they going to do with that? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, I, I like, how does like, this work? That's it. That's the show. Like, all right. Well, we'll see. And then, and then I forgot about it. I know. Well, and then it's on Facebook and I'm like, what? They didn't even let us see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, I thought maybe they'd like, Here, here's, what do you think? We're going to put it out there. And no, no, it just showed up. But I, I did have one of my friends who, who called me and he's like, oh my gosh you got to talk more than they did. That's a first. That's because, (laughs) see, that's what I mean. We can go from two hours to one hour. Paul's the only one that really gets to the point. All of our stuff is just extraneous. They can cut it out. And it was kind of, I mean, it really was fast. I mean, I was fascinated by it because it was like, like it was me and then it was you guys interspersed in between the story. But normally, <laughs> when we do the radio show, it's you guys, and I just sort of like say something once in a while. So, anyways, he, he's you don't like, just sort of say something once in a while. You're able to get in and actually have a complete thought oh. once in a while. Okay. <laughs> just cutting you off. So, anyways, it's that small crack that you talked about. Oh, yeah, right. Like, like Paul's able to kind of sneak Paul. into that crack and be like, "All right, brothers, I got something to say." Here's the meat of it all. Anyways, <laughs> it really was. It was. It was fun to watch too. Uh, as well yeah so that one billion stories if you're out there listening you can just jump online yep facebook they have a facebook page they also have a website too uh and you can find it we did post both of them on our own uh rotten radio uh facebook page so yeah i was checking it out they got a little traction too there's a few people that have watched them father john you probably checked it out you've seen yeah yeah they were excellent what what did you like about it obviously i mean it's fun to kind of have your story told or something, but what'd you find valuable in um, what they do? 
this is a fur. Did I? Did I just <laughs> silence yeah, him? Yeah, you did. <laughs> I just want to be pensive this morning. Oh. Uh, ah. <laughs> wow! Chalk this up. Uh, <laughs> no. I, gu- I guess the thing I want to say, I'm not sure, is the thing oh, that okay. is supposed to be said. Oh, and okay. Isn't that part of the difficulty? Is yeah. you know, we think we should know what we the right yeah. answer is, as opposed yeah. to just speaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the thing that most strikes me is at the end of the second video uh, when I just say "rotten radio," oh, and then it ends. <laughs> like there's something of that whole. They wove a story. Yeah that was complete, had a full movement, got a point across, revealed something, and then it was like rotten radio. I don't know. There's just something beautiful about that. That's all that I want to say, I guess, about it was that moment is the moment when you say, whoever produced this did an incredible job. Yeah. For me, what I think was interesting, it's the first time someone else got to hear our story and then tell it. So often when we tell the story, we're telling it from our perspective. So we're looking at it from inside, from how we look at it and what we want to, how we want to position it. This, they came and they Mm. just simply observed and then they told the story. story. Uh, But they asked us questions and they let us talk Mm. and they let us do our thing. And then they observed us and then said, this is how we want to tell their story. Which was interesting because the story about the t-shirts wasn't something that I told. We had told that to them aside from the actual production. Oh, and right. then he's the one that brought that up, mm. you know? So mm. it's a sense of like sure. allowing the other person to reveal what it is that's provoking yeah. to them as opposed to just assuming that we know what <laughs> well, it is that yeah, people want to hear. Yeah. We're really good at that. <laughs> we're really good at that, right? <laughs> assuming that we know why we're great. <laughs> of course we should have two hours. <laughs> uh, how about you go for one and then maybe your heads will get out the door when you're done. <laughs> uh, so Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy. I, Lord have mercy. <laughs> so the comments... There's a comment on one of them that, John, you talked about um, your addiction to some point and about how kind of when you're in treatment that that a pastor let a crack, that that there's a crack that was opened and a pastor was able to kind of get in there or whatever. Mm -hmm. Whatever the comment was per se, um, there is a real interesting response to that on the Facebook page. I don't remember where it was exactly. I couldn't find it initially, but somebody said on there that needs to be told, and it just struck me as like out of that whole piece, that the one thing that somebody grabbed onto was that we're really at the heart of it. We're all broken, and that if we allow a little crack, just a crack, mm-hmm. that God can come in. Mm-hmm that he can reach in through that little crack and he can transform our lives. Uh, That was where I realized the power of what just happened was we don't even know what it is. And this is everybody. We don't even know what it is always that we say that impacts somebody else. Mm -hmm. And the last thing I thought was somebody was going to grab that little thing and say, and they did, they said, this needs to be told more that concept. Yeah. uh, Pray for a little crack and allow God to enter into it. So I just thought it was powerful. It's got a little traction. And then my favorite part of the whole thing is that Andreas Widmer, a friend of mine out in the 
East Coast uh, wants one of our shirts, <laughs> and so oh. you now he's a he's a big he's a big dude. He's he was an old Swiss guard, right? So he's like six ten. Oh. He's a man. He's a very large. So we got to try and get a double X or something for Andreas. <laughs> he's got to win it. He's got oh Andreas. Yes, or listen, go, we just can because, give him Cafe Press. He can go on to Cafe Press and yep, buy yep. a shirt. So we've got to. We, <laughs> so or well, you, you could just buy him one. Yeah, or buy you could buy it for him. Um, do you guys? know andreas so he's i do the, yeah. yeah so really it just uh, andreas if you're listening he's a wonderful <laughs> man but he's wrote written a book he's kind of in the the bigger catholic network and for somebody like that to say hey there's this is really cool of course if the lady at the office was like wow when i put it on when we bought him remember yeah, the, he, in he the didn't one say, billion stories thing when i picked him up and i just put one on that random lady walking through the office uh where i was picking the t-shirts up at was like walk by and she's like stunned she yeah. just starts laughing and he didn't say that the show was cool he didn't even say he listened to the show he just said i want one of those shirts <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so the, the shirts were a home run mm -hmm. i have parishioners that send me pictures of them wearing them of where oh, really <laughs> yeah <laughs> like they take me on vacation and so then they'll say oh yeah i took i took the rotten brothers on vacation and then they're wearing the t-shirt i did have one of my parishioners show up at mass wearing it oh and i caught it out of the corner of my eye <laughs> i just started to smile and then i looked at him and he just nodded and i was like oh so if you're out there listening and you're new to the program, uh, Rutten Radio's logo that you might see on the Facebook page or other places is actually a shirt. And so if you want, you can purchase Cafe uh, Press. Yep. So if you go to cafepress.com backslash Rutten Radio, I don't know why you can't actually search Rutten Radio, uh, but if you do the backslash Rutten Radio, it'll pull up the page and then there's t-shirts. Uh, there's mugs. Oh, you can get uh, coffee mug. Yep. yep. Yeah, because yeah, even uh, cousin Megan, she's like, I'm having coffee with my cousins, and I'm like, what? And she's like, and then she shows a picture of the coffee mug. Yeah, yeah. I was so and confused. So they're like, they're like, I thought one of you guys was down there yeah, hobnobbing yeah, no, with her like, again. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, they want John's me? down there again. <laughs> but yep. she's nope. like, no, just the coffee mug. It's the mug. Yeah. I have all three of you here with me. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, well, it's been a fantastic run. We've been excited, and now we're looking to uh, continue on in the new format. So with that, One Billion Stories, check it out. And they've got lots of other great stories, too, and other ones uh, from the area. Uh, so yeah. other people that you might know uh, from our area here. Um, so, And uh, it's, it's really a wonderful little thing. They're all short. Just yep. if you're out there listening, you can get in and bounce in quick and bounce out. So with that, we've got another topic here in the first half uh, half hour that, you know, I kind of think is, on, it's definitely on a more serious note, uh, but it pertains to social media as well. I don't know if I guess I'd call it social media, but to, it, it, you know, it's a movie. One of the recent, more recent movies that has come out that has kind of caused a little bit of controversy is this movie called Show Dogs. And I actually mm -hmm. haven't seen it. I've heard a little bit about it, but uh, what's what's the deal? What's going on here with show dogs? <laughs> show dogs. Uh, well, I just know what I've read too, so maybe we're not very good um, protagonists of it or whatever. But it's this movie about dogs that's really kind of funny and entertaining a, a kids movie, and then it's got voiceovers like what when we were growing up. What was the the pets movie that? You know, I think Joan Rivers was in it, you know, yeah. and there's, it was kind of one of those movies. There's real dogs and then they have voices and they're sort of, uh, 
you know, given life. Yeah, human character. Yeah. And there's ways in which they become accepted and they are going to shows, right? Yep. They're, they're, they want to win shows and they want to do all these things. Well, in order to progress, you have to um, allow things to be done to you um, that are scan- inappropriate. Inappropriate. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's humorous and it's fun. I mean, it's a dog or whatever, but it doesn't take two seconds to figure out the way that people interpret this and how young kids, this is a kid's movie, mm-hmm. uh, where this leads. And they're basically encouraging each other to touch each other's private parts. Yep. To be okay with it, to become okay with it, to become comfortable. That with that. The natural reaction isn't good. And so you have to overcome that natural reaction. And, and so you go to your happy place where you find some way to do that. Uh, and it's, but the, the beauty is from what it sounds like, because there was such outcry, they actually took it out of the movie. There's, or re- they're working to, to get that taken out. I think the danger still is, are there other subtle things that are being said as well in there that again, you don't always pick up on it. And, and it, it's a hard, it's a hard line because I know there's many times that we've watched children's movies and there's always two levels to them. Mm-hmm. You know, and so then you'll be laughing and the kid will say, well, why, why, why was that funny? <laughs> and then you're like, well, uh, it's not, you know, uh, when you're older, you'll understand. Well, yep. you know, do they need to even have those things presented to them at a young age? You know, do us as adults need to have to see things and have some humor for us, for us to be willing to take a kid to a kid's movie? You know, those kinds of things in, in the midst of it all. And then in the midst of it all, Hollywood is in this uproar over the reality of the scandal that has gone on by producers and what they've expected from people back and forth in different ways. Uh, and then they, they produce this movie and it's like, okay, well. You, you, the contradiction in the middle of it all, the, uh, it, it, yeah, it's mind boggling that in the middle of a, the Me Too culture that you would still have people producing a movie like this that would be sexually inappropriate, sexually explicit, sexually uh, um, adv- advantageous to a predator. I mean, yeah. it's almost like yeah. a predator made the thing, you know? Now, the well, question, then you look at the Harvey Weinsteins of the world and you say, maybe a predator did. And we don't know when it was made. I mean, I don't know the date and when it was yeah. made. And a lot of times that's, you know, almost this yeah. providential, like a movie was made two years ago and then comes out at a certain time. Uh, and things have changed since the beginning, which yep. it was made to the, to when it was, you know, uh, presented uh, as well. And certainly, I'm sure a movie's uh, made over the course of sure. years, yep. from conception to to actual release. And so, in that yep. instance, it's just a good reminder to stop and say that as adults uh, in our children's lives and in our communities' lives, we want to be vigilant to us to a degree that just doesn't accept the culture that is given to us as if it's going to be good for our children to drink from it. Yep. Yeah. And I, and I think though the studies that continue to come out that this isn't even, you know, really the the bigger challenge, the bigger challenge is just social media in general for our kids. And the fact that they're constantly seeing all of these things that are happening and they're not a part of it. You know, it's uh, it, it really is. In fact, just, uh, Today, I opened up the newspaper and the comic uh, was all of these kids uh, on their social media devices. And they're like, that kid over there doesn't have any social media. Let's make fun of him. 
And this poor kid is sitting on a bench and he's the only one, you know, without a smartphone. Let's make fun of him. You know, let's attack him. He's the only one that doesn't. And, you know, you think, you know, parents who are trying uh, to help their kids navigate the, the world of social media. It's a... And yet we can't abandon it. Right. And here yeah. we are. We're on Facebook. <laughs> and we just told everybody, go to our Facebook page and check us out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this this really produces uh, a really interesting question because in light of show dogs, my whole, as I'm listening and thinking this through, I'm thinking, well, we should tell people not to go to the Catholic Church anymore. Right. Because like we, if, yeah, you have to watch out for the movies, don't send them these movies. Well, don't send them to the Catholic Church. Like, there's predators in the Catholic Church. Like, and, and so this real question that it puts us before that, that not that it's not that I want to like not worry about show dogs, but there really is something deeper we need, we're like in need of looking at mm-hmm. what does it mean to be a part of a human community that is so broken? And well, now we got the church kind of on a place. Well, boy, watch out! I mean, next thing the dog will, the tail will come whipping us in the face again. You know, I mean, it's just like a real question. Oh, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like crazy, and and now it's not hidden in the movie industry either, but right. like humanity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. What so? And the the reason that this hits me then is because then with social media, it sort of gets that's a little lighter, so it's easier to like look at yeah. that. Uh, in social media, it's kind of like crazy what, I mean, I'm lost in this thing, you mm-hmm. know? Um, but then at the same time, I'm like right in the midst of it. Yeah. <laughs> what? So, so then the question becomes, what am I looking for? What is it I really want out of my life? And then I think, well, what is it? What does Jesus have to do with any of it? Right. <laughs> you know, do I have to be a better now? Cause I know Jesus or can Jesus somehow save me from this thing? Yeah. Can Jesus really save me from this thing? Can he save me from show dogs? <laughs> right? uh, can he save me from being part of a broken church? Like, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know where you were at. You know, it's just yeah. like crazy. It's, and and, it's and that's where the Lord sends us into the world, right? That we're, that we're called as disciples into the world to be agents of transformation. That it isn't that you don't go to the movies, um, or that you don't go, but that you hope to be a presence of transformation within the communities that you live, mm-hmm. that you act as an agent that um, helps create human flourishing instead of perpetuates yeah. its and then destruction. You can, and then you can, because you've taken that journey, you can see, live with prudence and take account of all the factors. And you say, ah, oh, my kid's this age. They're not going to that movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, or yeah. you can say, okay, my, my kids are this age. I got to help them understand what these kind mm-hmm. of movies are about. Or you can say, oh yeah, I'm going to help my kid understand what it means to go to church and be a part of broken people and it's, the old lady that yaps at the little baby and all the different, you know. It sounds like this should be another program. So I think you can look forward to having another program in a couple of months. Amen. Amen. You're listening to Rutten Radio on the RPR Network. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with more of the Rutten Brothers after these messages. 
Big Rig Barbecue brings a Texas-style barbecue to South Dakota. They use a real wood smoker for all their meats every single day. Big Rig Barbecue serves sliced brisket, pulled pork, chicken, and ribs. They offer pre-orders for smaller events and gatherings and cater for large events, including parties, meetings, and graduations. Big Rig Barbecue's new sit-down location is on the corner of 41st and Minnesota. Their website, BigRigBBQ.net. Broomtree Retreat Center near Irene, South Dakota, invites you to a fruit-filled weekend with Our Mother, the Virgin Mary, October 12th through the 14th. The Marian Retreat, directed by Dr. Terry Kemmer, begins Friday evening and ends Sunday afternoon. At this retreat, you will journey with Mary through Scripture as you ponder her life and actions. To register for the retreat, call 605-263-1040 or register online at broom-tree.org. The Holy Catholic Church infallibly teaches that the second person of the Most Holy Trinity, our Lord Jesus Christ, is present body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Most Blessed Sacrament, and that it is a sacrilege to receive Holy Communion in the state of mortal sin. Let us pray the Fatima Prayer to the Most Holy Trinity. Most Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I adore Thee profoundly. I offer thee the most precious body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, present in all the tabernacles of the world, in reparation for the outrages, sacrileges, and indifferences whereby he is offended. And through the infinite merits of his most sacred heart and the immaculate heart of Mary, I beg of thee the conversion of poor sinners. Amen. Mary, Mother of the Church, pray for us. This is Rutten Radio on the Real Presence Radio Network. Now, back to more faith, family, and fun with the Rutten Brothers. And we're back with Rutten Radio here on Real Presence Radio. And for the second half hour, we've got, uh, you know, for, for this show here, it's really a time of transition for a lot of people. I know as a parent with kids in school and daycare and all that, just I feel completely discombobulated, to be honest with you, and getting schedules organized. And so, Father Paul, you had said, hey, this is something we, we can really address and talk about is this is really a period of transitions. Like you're going through some with school, but listen, this is ordinations and, and priest transitions. And, and so there's a lot going on right now in people's lives. Absolutely. And I think with transitions, sometimes you're just not ready for them uh, and, and it can be overwhelming uh, or they don't go well. You just... Uh, or they go really well, uh, and and you really make these smooth transitions. And and I and I do think that the more we can try to have an understanding of the transitions and what they are and how they work, uh, that that it is important. Because you think about even the church, right? Uh, the transition: Jesus dies, Jesus rises for forty days. He shows up, he disappears. Shows up, disappears. Shows up, disappears. <laughs> then he ascends into heaven, and then they're like waiting around again. They're like, now what? And then the Holy Spirit comes, and it's like like. I mean, you think about like all of those things that went on in their life in, in a short period of time. Really short period of time. You know, and they didn't, I mean, they didn't have the benefit of exactly knowing mm-hmm. what was mm-hmm. coming. Uh, and so too, for me, I think sometimes the hard part with transition is when I don't see it coming. Hmm. And it sort of catches your, you know, blindsides you and you're like, ooh, uh, here we go. <laughs> Guess we're going to transition. Uh, even the show. 
You right. know, like, like you, you just like text me. Well, show's canceled. I'm like, <laughs> okay. What? Radio's well, canceled. Like, what? You know, what? How do you roll with it? And, uh, it, that'll be a, so, so transition. How do you deal with transition? Father John, you've had a little transition going on in your life lately. Yeah. <laughs> About every day I wake up. <laughs> What's going to happen today? So you're over at, uh, St. John Paul II, but it wasn't St. John Paul II a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. We were just, uh, Divine Mercy Sunday. We were established as a parish and given patronage. Before that, we were the Harrisburg Area Catholic Community, uh, and that was only for nine months. Um, so in that year, before that, I was in Sioux Falls at St. Lambert Parish and, you know, pastor expected to be there a long time mm. and change, transition yeah. happened. Yeah. Uh, and I th think, you know, it's, it's probably easier for me than it is. Uh, my guess would be it's easier for a priest. Well, I, I don't know. know. I don't know. Maybe it's the same. Uh, this is what I would say is I'm coming out of a period of seminary and you learn in seminary about transition because you spend four years, two or four years in a, in a college seminary or pre-theologate and every, and then you spend four years in a theology and then you spend your first two years in a, a parish and then most will spend two more years in a parish and then you get a pastorate. Uh, I just spent those two years, first two years, and then I was at St. Lambert's for three years. So you really are in a pattern of so much change. Well, then every single one of those things comes with a change because every semester brings a change that you go back home and you are assigned to a parish uh, for a couple for mm -hmm. a month, and then every summer you're assigned to a pastorate. So you're like constantly packing your stuff, unpacking <laughs> it, like moving, and you either grow in your ability to relinquish yourself to the circumstances or you try and control them. Yeah. And this gets back to your desk right. and that powerful moment we had the last time that our culture tells us control this, that that to do change well, you need to have control. It doesn't say you actually just need to let go. It doesn't say, don't worry. Like really, I mean, that's not what the culture is telling us. The culture is, is like, the culture is like uh, the ones with the cell phones telling the one that doesn't have the cell phone that when your life is out of control, like get it together, you know, or that's what you feel like. And so I just, with the seminary and with formation as a priest, I guess I'm at a place where I've just learned maybe to do it a little easier. You know, I got all kinds of, you know, patience. It's the number one thing that it teaches you. It's the gift. Like all of the change is a gift because you have to learn to respond if you want to stay in the peace of Christ. Uh, and in that patience, you realize the patience has to be for yourself. I got to be patient with myself. Like I'm the one putting the expectations on myself. Uh, I got to be patient with others, right? I got to let them respond the way they do. I got to be patient with God. God's time is not my time. Yeah. Uh, and I think in the end, you know, the, the one of the most important things I think transition requires is forgiveness because it provokes in us and in others the depths of who we really are. And we aren't always put together. And so the, the, the worst... <laughs> what? Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I had yeah. this thing so, all figured out. So it happens, and then the other person snaps, or this happens, mm -hmm. or the kids get angry, or whatever. And you really just you really need forgiveness to just say, hey, we're all doing the best we can. L give us some time. And I've learned one thing one year right in a time in a big transition you need one year 
after you get married, after you have a child, after you move to a new location, after you change schools, you need one year um, to just let everything be forgiven, to go easy, to just, it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then for the small transitions, you know, give it some time. Just give it a week, you know, let it all just be crazy. Um, and then start little by little. But in the end, pray. Pray. Because that's when you really find the power of Christ as you pray and you realize, ah, I'm starting to live this differently. Ah, my, my, it's my fourth kid and they're in their last year of school. But finally, the, <laughs> the change of the school year went like really well. Maybe this is God. So, so you say pray. Walk me through this, if you would. Walk our listeners through this a little bit. You say, and pray. What am I, how am I praying? What am I doing in my prayer? What am I asking for in my prayer? How do, so you said forgiveness first, right? It requires forgiveness, right? And then you said prayer, right? right? Am I, what am I doing in that? When you say <laughs> pray, great. what am I doing? I love it. That is great. Two things. Number one, go deep into what it is you really want. Allow the circumstances Pray from the circumstances, okay? Uh, my my kid's screaming and yelling this morning, and we got to get to the daycare, and he's used to going to school, okay? Pray from that place. Lord, whatever is on your mind, okay? But go deeper. What is it that I really want? Like, Lord, help me, help me see this in the light of what you're asking, okay? That's already a deeper place. Pray, Lord, help me see this in light of what you're asking. And then maybe over time, you find yourself praying from a deeper place. Lord, um, uh, can I, help I, me not kill the kid. Can I actually stop yeah, you right please. there and just say, so you said, Lord, pray from that place. So in the moment, I've got Leo freaking out. He's not happy about whatever it is that's happening. Mm-hmm. And you're saying, pray from that place and ask God. You said, ask the Lord what, what it, it is that. Whatever it is that like is right on your, you know, help me not talk bad to him. Yep. Okay. Whatever is like right there. Okay, but once you've prayed for that, as this continues to happen, go deeper into it because there's mm-hmm. something deeper. Because right. in the end, your kid should be able to be all over the place, and if you're at serenity, right. you just kind of right. live. Right. But you don't just say, "Oh, give me serenity." No, you got to pray from the place you really are. So you pray, Lord, help me deal with this, and yep. then what's going on here, Lord? Yes. Trying to get deeper right. into you, like a, a, a reflect and say, "Hey, why is it that I'm responding this way?" Beautiful. That's really hard. (laughs) I I mean, I personally just knowing, like, say with Leo, like when I get frustrated, like it's, I can even know that I'm the problem. Like I should not be responding to my kid this way. Right. 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 But boy, it is like the Grand Canyon between knowing (laughs) it and actually diving into that because it hurts. (laughs) That's the bottom. Yeah. That's the bottom because that's the place where you really pray as a beggar. And this is the ultimate prayer. Lord, help me. Lord, show your face. Lord, have mercy. What do you mean, Lord, show your face? Uh, um, t- this morning I woke up, okay? I, we live the same thing as a priest, but in different ways, okay? <laughs> the, like, I'm struggling. Right, mm-hmm. life, life just comes with the struggle. This yep. morning, I'm waking up. Jesus, I need to see you. Okay, uh, I'm at um, a gathering where there's all of these beautiful priests, and I'm I should be filled with joy. Okay, <laughs> mm-hmm. 
and and it's not there. And I want to be honest with myself now. So I'm like, it's not here. I can't make it up and be like, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm happy. Oh, I'm happy. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for the priesthood. And no, BS. <laughs> oh, it's so wonderful. I'm yeah. here with my brother. Yeah. No, We're it's like, happy. I'm, still, I'm still just like lost. Okay. So this is the place. Uh, but then I meet one of the sisters of Adoration of the Blessed Sacrament. Oh. Okay. And they've opened their convent now. Mm -hmm. And she is talking about the gratitude and talking about how she prays for me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they say it a lot when I'm around them. They say, we're praying for you, Father. We're praying for you. You know, and I say it too, like, oh, I'm praying for people. And I'm kind (laughs) of like, yeah, you know, yep, I know you're praying for us. Uh, Two of them are crying. Mm -hmm. Crying. They're crying for gratitude. Mm. Oh, to, to you, for, with yeah, you, to me, with you. to me. Grateful for this convent they've been given. Grateful oh, for my priesthood. Yeah, 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 grateful yeah. for dad who oh made their gosh, yeah. uh, the ambo and the different things in the chapel that they're going to move in there. And um, they're moving the, stuff of dads into, yeah. well, into the they into want, the side. It's not the main the, the altar novitiate. stuff. And the, the they're going to use dads. Stuff in the novitiate. Yeah. You mean that's dad's stuff and yeah. the- made all of that. Yeah. And and they're saying yeah, and, they, and, and they're saying to me, Your dad was so kind to us. And your dad I'm like I'm like fighting back every tear I can. And I then my Ugh. my prayer from this morning comes. Jesus, I need to see you. Oh, and there it is. That's it. And then all of a sudden I have this new like simplicity of life. I have this new mm-hmm. um ability to just and I just like floated through the rest of the convent. Yeah. And so it's not, it wasn't a self-help response. <laughs> no, it wasn't, no. it wasn't a 12 steps to, uh, no, I shouldn't say 12 steps, but it wasn't like this, here's nine things to do to be a better person no. today, to change your attitude. But it was, I'm broken. I don't see you. I need help. Show me. And the yeah. other hard part is it's three hours later. Oh, like, yeah. It's not always yeah. instantaneous, and that's where I get frustrated. Because <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Lord, I told you I wanted to see you. Where, where are you? Where are you? Yeah. Right now. Right now. Like, in this moment, I want to see you. And that's and where... like, well, we're going to wait. Exactly. And I think that's where the difficult, the patience is required, is to just be able to stay with the honesty, though, that I'm in front of. Because if I try and mask it, I don't see him when he really shows to answer that mm-hmm. place. So if in front of all these other priests, I would have like, oh, yeah, you know. Then I would have been like that in front of the sisters, too. Instead, I was just who I am in front yeah. of the sisters. And then like, whew, I mean, I was like, oh my gosh. And then, so I've, and I don't do this to everybody, but then I looked at, cause I knew she would know. I looked at her and I said, you have the eyes of Jesus. And then I quoted Gerard Manley Hopkins to him. I said, do you know who Gerard Manley, you know, not that they would, but they're from Mexico, you know, that he's an English boy, you know, and he talks well, about Christ lovely in limbs and lovely in eyes, not his, uh, to the father through men's faces uh like that was i was like who showed up so that is what i mean when i say pray and i'm really glad you asked that question yeah because that's the like right there it's not a self-help deal but there it's not like you just say you don't like there has to be some, what's my response right. to my poverty right mm-hmm. my poverty is that i'm broken and right now i emotionally I am not in a good spot, whatever it is, right? (laughs) But this is us all the time. We're in a roller coaster every day, right? Mm -hmm. I did it the other day driving, and I'm like, why am I so upset right now at the person next? Like, how do I respond in that moment to be a a more healthy person, to think better, to love better, to be better in the world in a very simple way? Lord, you know, uh, I'm broken. 
But Lord, help me see this in a different light. Mm-hmm. Help me experience this in a different light, please. Mm-hmm. I'd appreciate that. That'd be wonderful. And I'm telling you, you know it because it's not different than priesthood, but marriages, this happens all right, the right. time and we don't have basic, I don't believe that we're provided basic relationship skills like that. Mm-mm. A basic two-step deal that says, we're broken, Lord, Forgive me in this situation. Help me to see this situation and experience it differently. And, and part of the reason is because when you're doing marriage prep, it's all theoretical because you're in love. Oh, yes. <laughs> and so you try to explain it. Because I can still remember Catherine calling me and she's like, Chris is doing everything you said he would do that I didn't think he would do. <laughs> what am I supposed to do now? Because in marriage prep, I'm like, well, here's how it works. This is how men are. This is what men do. No, not my, not my <laughs> husband. He won't do that. And then he does it. And then they're like, well, what was it I was supposed to do? <laughs> like, what? He's really doing it. Uh, and again, I think it's this reality that, that we have an ideal and an ideal expectation, and then it's not being met. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we don't want to look at what really is, is it really, you know, is that really what I'm expecting? You know, or it's just all these judgments that I've made on all these other couples. You know, you look around and we do it, right? Absolutely. Like, well, I'm not going to be like those couples over there. Or I'm not going to be like that priest over there. Or I'm not going to, you know. And then all of a sudden you're it. <laughs> and you're like, oh. And then you're on Facebook looking at everybody else in the world that seems yeah. to have it perfect. Because it only you only put perfect stuff on Facebook, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you don't want to be that person, that one that mm-hmm. like, you know, puts their stuff out there. Like, or if they do, you, you you make fun of them. Like, right. what kind of person like puts all that stuff out there? Like, yeah. why, you know, like, that's really not stuff we want to, because mm-hmm. well, they're trying to be honest, maybe. Right. I don't know. And that's a transition too. So we have transitions all over, right? Mm-hmm. So this marriage right now is the season of marriage. And certainly in my own marriage, right? I've experienced my brokenness majorly, right? You, you use, you know, Chris in a fun way as the example, yeah. but that's all of us, right? We could all mm-hmm. be jumping in that spot and saying, hey, I'm not the person that my wife thought she was actually marrying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's but why uh, priests can do marriage prep because there's fundamental things that happen in every marriage. So we don't like... We don't need to have been married. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We sit in a confessional and we hear the things over and over. You know, we sit with couples, we hear it's human nature. Mm-hmm. But to convince somebody that this is human nature and human nature is broken, well, not us. We're different. Unless you've had that encounter well, with brokenness first. In somewhere other way. Yeah. 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 And I do think in this, in in, in as you were talking about that, that you know, praying for this need and, and going back and, and looking at that. What, what I also think is that I discover is when I stay with it and I really look at it, I actually discover the need that is really underneath it all that I really want and need. Because what happens again, I think, is we want the symptom to go away. Yeah. That's what we really want. So, you know, I've got a fever, I take Tylenol. You know, well, well okay, but did it really take care of what was causing the fever? So what I want is for my kid to listen so that I then, you know, think that I'm, I'm a good parent or we've got good skills or, you know, we're at church and then it makes us look good. Uh, and my real need is yeah. I want to look good, uh, whatever <laughs> it takes to look good. That's all we need, you know. And, oh, and that could be a lot of things, right? right. So look, looking good might be one person's car crutch, drive. right? It, it might be for another person. It might be... Um, uh, uh, the ability to be affirmed, the need to be affirmed yep, yep. for another person. It might be wanting to be liked. 
I think that there's probably a broad. Oh, and that's spec- why. And that's why you keep praying and, and and trying to get deeper. I mean, there's the original one. My my kid is is provoking me, but underneath is something deeper, and I and I have to sit with that long enough that I can actually get down underneath. Maybe it. Maybe you understand it when, when after a while of thinking about it, you're like, Laura was right. Oh yeah, but in the beginning she was wrong. If you're listening out there, sweetheart, I love you. Yeah, I, but, I but, know. But as know. you sit with it and you begin to be humbled, yeah, you know. In fact, at the at, at the ordinations, uh, the reception, one of the parents said that to me. Like their kids were like wild all over the place, and she's like, "I love bringing them to the Newman Center because it's gonna humble a lot of kids." Because I remember sitting at the Newman Center thinking, I won't be that parent. And then I become that parent. <laughs> mm. That's got the kid I can't control, you know? And everyone talks about it, right? Like, how did you keep your kids in line, you know? Let's look at this maybe from another direction here as we talk about transitions uh, into the from school year into the summer, from single life into married life, priesthood and, and assignments, and how to deal with those. I think you... You, you guys have given some real great practical things there. Spiritually, this is really a spiritual, internal reflection. How do, in that light, how do we help not judging others in their own transitions of life where it actually distracts from my own problems, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, my you, the reason I bring this up is because you said, well, maybe, maybe Laura was right, right? Maybe my spouse was right in her criticisms of me. It took me a while to examine and to get <laughs> to that point. But I'll tell you what my, typically my first response is, is to find the problem is, some, is outside of me. And so I point, right? right? Is that common? Do you find that uh, instead of looking at ourselves, that oftentimes what we do is we try and find other people's problems. And then how do we not walk about trying, how do we better relate to other people without constantly seeing their problems as a way to mask maybe the fact that I've, <laughs> I well, just don't want to look times at the own. problems you see in other people you actually have. I mean, I don't know what spiritual maxim it is or how that works, but very often, uh, what you don't like about somebody is often what you don't like about yourself. And so the dynamic um, is at play where to stay in the community reveals something to you that you discover about the other that helps you discover something about yourself, which then helps you discover the deepest part of yourself. I need him. I need God. I need Christ. Uh, and when when you find this need inside of you that's the most human position a person can take um and so the other person becomes a gift to you and this is where jesus can say your enemy becomes your friend because the person really does become a gift to you Um, the difficulty in our culture that we have is when these provocations come up especially when we're christian and we're in the church and and this is hard. We think, you know, to be with Jesus is to have peace. That is true. But Jesus always came with a sword. He came to disrupt us. There can be moments in which you're disfigured because God wants you to go a different way. And so uh, these moments of disruption that a person can bring in cause me to see myself in a way that I need Christ to be a new way for me. And when he really does fill that place in my heart, when he heals that wound inside of me, then I look out at the other person and not only do I have mercy, but I have gratitude. 
because my enemy has become my friend because this person has helped me become a, a friend of Jesus. Right, and our culture would, seems to, to lend towards saying, just cut your enemies off. Cut them like, out. Like, so I just continue to, to narrow down the people I socialize with or the people I interact with. And, and so, because they provoke such things in us, you know, and it's like, well, okay, but is it okay that that's being provoked? Mm -hmm. Uh, but we don't want that part because, because we don't, we don't really want to go down deep and figure out what really is at the, the heart of it all. Yeah. Or we've never seen it done. Yeah. So we don't even believe it's possible. So this is, I think the other, I think this is the other hard part, you know, this reality of, have I ever talked to somebody who could actually tell me this has happened? And I think this is what's helpful for transitions is so often, you know, like we're, we're fortunate because we're six, seven, and eight. So we have all of these siblings ahead of us mm. that have done all kinds of things. And so all of these transitions have, I mean, disasters have happened, you know, for lots of people. And we can look and, and they can give us advice and they can say, well, when I went to college or when I moved out or when I did this, uh, it's what was helpful. But how many people could we say, this was my enemy, but because of Christ, mm. they're not my friend. <laughs> like, like, it, like it, so I think this is the other challenge for us as the mm. church is to say, are we helping people? share these stories, to talk about it, to be able to know that it's real and it's possible that this is what Christ meant when he said, I'll give you peace that the world does not give. Wow. There was, uh, <laughs> there's a lot, there's a lot of power in, in the words that you both have just shared. Uh, Paul sharing about how, how do we encounter that? I've really loved watching uh, like 60 minutes in these different programs on TV that tell stories. Okay. Because yeah. in the stories, I find all kinds of great little lessons mm -hmm. <laughs> to help me like, all right, this mm -hmm. person had something terrible happen. This is how they got through it. Right. Or these guys had a terrible racial problem and they're, you know, African-American and a white guy and now they're best friends. And how did they get to this point? And so the Steve Hartman on the road again, type of a deal mm -hmm. where, but, you know, John, you had talked about kind of encountering others, finding Christ in an encounter with others. And this is maybe the, the value of the, the narrative, the communicating the faith through narrative, through stories. And I think that I found a lot of value through your stories that you share in encountering Christ through them. And, and that's how I've learned best, not because you wrote something eloquent that I've learned, like, but because of how you've lived and in the stories that you've shared. Um, and so hopefully Rutten Radio can continue to uh, deliver those stories and catechize and evangelize and, and, and share the faith that Christ has um that has been given to us of Christ living within us through these wonderful stories. So I'm just grateful for your presence here today and for your priesthood yeah. as we celebrate in the last couple of weeks, uh, the priesthoods to, uh, ordin uh, to deacons and to the priesthood. Yeah. He's a real presence. Yes. Amen. Any final thoughts? Uh, gratitude for, uh, this new venture, right? This is a transition. <laughs> yep. Um, and, I think it didn't come about without 
some provocation on each of our parts, <laughs> yeah. some real anticipation, but I think we stayed with each other. We went to the table, we met, we, we had to get more honest with what we're looking for. Uh, and we each were free to do what we wanted to do. And now we hear, here we are uh, ready to roll. Well, it's been great. Should we finish with the family prayer? Sure. Great. Our, Our Father, we thank you for your love and for your many blessings, especially for the precious gift of each other. Help us to show our gratitude by loving each other as you love us. Make us understanding and patient with one another, quick to admit our failings and ask forgiveness, generous in sharing the joy and strength we can give each other. Father, give our family lively faith and the courage to share it with those around us. Direct us to the state in life you plan for each of us and help us use your gifts to serve you. We entrust our family to your fatherly care. Preserve us from the corruption of the modern world and help us draw closer daily to you and to each other until we come to share with you the joys of heaven. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, help us to be a holy family. Amen. St. John Paul II, pray, pray for, for us. St. Maximilian Colby, pray, pray for, for us. us. You've been listening to Rutten Radio on Real Presence Radio. To hear today's episode again, visit our website, yourcatholicradiostation.com, and find it on the Sioux Falls podcast page. You can also find it on our app under podcasts and special events. And be sure to tune in for more Rutten Radio next month. Rutten Radio on the Real Presence Radio Network. Catholic Radio is a ministry that is made possible by listeners like you. In addition to cash gifts, you can make gifts of stocks and bonds, crops, life insurance policies, real estate, and other property. For more information, contact the Catholic Community Foundation for Eastern South Dakota at 605-988-3788 or visit cfesd.org. That's the Catholic Community Foundation for Eastern South Dakota, thanking you for helping to keep local and national Catholic programming on the air 24 hours a day, 7 days a week on Catholic Radio. Paulson Monuments in Canton, South Dakota uses professional equipment to craft thousands of designs for any memorial needed. They help in planning needs like who the memorial is for, where it's going, installation, and budget expectations. Paulson Monuments is located right off Highway 18 in Canton. Their website is paulsonmonuments.com. very delighted to hear that uh, we were going to have a feed. We've listened to a lot of public radio with Christian broadcast over many years. Now we have one right here that's attached to EWTN, and I believe that we're getting a lot of listeners out here, and we've had a few people, particularly our uh, priests, have been on the air. I've had a couple of spots. Uh, we've taken up uh, quite a collection at church and uh, tried to help people know that you're on the air, and we're very proud of that, and, and we're doing what we can to support you.
This is Judy Lebsack from St. John the Baptist in Trenton. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio.